Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in. Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. Scott Jackson with you here until 8. And then we'll get a little Thursday Night Football Chiefs and the Chargers from Los Angeles tonight. Good to be with you. And... Well, we got to run through all the COVID list, and uh, that might take the entire hour and a half tonight. So we'll try to get to that with the Washington football team. Heard the news there from Craig Heist and the update. Case Keenum now out of the game on Saturday for the Browns. So they're down to QB3. I mean, it's it's ridiculous what's going on in the NFL. But good thing they added an extra game this year <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. Great move, you greedy suckers. Unbelievable. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe somebody should have stepped in and said, yeah, maybe this is the year we have double buys just in case we got to do a little extra Lysol and surface cleaning, guys. But no, 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 no. We're going we're gonna to jam in <laughs> an extra week of regular season games amid all this crap and uh, also uh, have extra playoff teams. So anyway, this is, <laughs> as uh, Mark Cuban once said, uh, p- fat, you know, pigs get slaughtered, you know, get too fat, they get slaughtered. Anyway, uh, it's a mess, and they're changing protocols today. I don't even know what this means. I'm reading this Tom Pelissero stuff, and, I, and I'm listening to the updates today and, and trying to figure out what it really means that they're changing the protocols. But, oh, by the way, not for this week. So, in other words, Washington suck it, Cleveland suck it, um, you know, everybody else suck it, uh, that it's dealing with it right now. You're just going to have to wait until we actually change the protocols, it sounds like. But who knows? There's always tomorrow. Uh, things could change. I did see a... You know, a tweet from Pro Football Talk for whatever it's worth, you know, because I kind of at this point, you know, for the Players Association, feel like it's a little too late. Like this is something you guys should have dealt with uh, in the offseason. And here we are. But, you know, saying that they would like the games to be postponed this weekend and just shut it down uh, in order to kind of get this thing under control. But, you know, now at this point, you know, the the hay is out of the barn or in the barn or how does that work? Anyway, um, or somebody left the barn. I don't know. Anyway, I shouldn't do farm references because I've never farmed. But anyway, even if that is a farm reference, maybe it's not. So whatever it is, it doesn't look like it's they're going to get their way on that. They're going to they're going to go games on as usual. We're going to plow through. Um, I remember uh, two, well, a year and a half ago, whatever, when all this stuff started, when college basketball was canceled, baseball was obviously set back for uh, several months before they started playing, and the NBA season was, was started late, and then they went in the bubble, and 
was on a talk show somewhere. They go, do you think the NFL will play this season on time? And I said, oh, absolutely. And they, and they said, well, how, how could you say that? I mean, all this stuff's going on. I go, these dudes, they're not giving up their money. They might cancel preseason, but there ain't no way in hell these guys are giving up their money. And they, they don't, I mean, we've seen it over and over again. I mean, Thursday night football, for example, um, you know, the the settlement and these concussion cases, as slow as that been is to roll out, you know, they just really don't care all that much. They really don't. It's just about the bottom line. I mean, they really don't. And here's the other thing uh, that, that kind of jacks me up about all this stuff. It's great that you have the larger practice squads, but wouldn't it have been more beneficial, especially in terms of pay for these guys that are you know there, that, you know, hey, we should have enlarged the rosters. If you're going to go to a, a 17-game schedule, you should have enlarged the rosters from 53. And I go, oh, well, yeah, the practice squad. Well, yeah, you know, the pay is different, right? So, I mean, all this stuff, I mean – it's crazy, and none of this helps Washington's football team uh, coming up on Sunday against the Eagles in a must-have game. You got 21 guys on the COVID list, which is just crazy. Uh, now I know I know this. I mean, over the next few days, some of these guys are going to peel off and be a- available to play uh, because you know they'll have had you know the two tests that have come back negative, especially for the uh, vaccinated guys. The unvaccinated guys are out of luck. I mean, they're not going to get the play. But there are some guys that will come off this list here over these, uh, you know, next 24 to 48 hours, hopefully. Uh, so that will help. But, you know, seeing, you know, today, for example, you know, with with Curl going, you know, Ishmael, who is, you know, your fourth center anyway. And then, of course, you know, the news yesterday about Kyle Allen, who's your backup quarterback. Your starting quarterback's already gimpy. Uh, not really the greatest of news either. I don't know if he'll be able to get it off, get off of it on time. And then that doesn't even talk about the guys, you know, like J.D. McKissick, who's you know still you know DNP from a concussion that happened on Monday night uh, against the Seahawks. You know, Curtis Samuel. I mean, I don't even know if we. I mean, even when he's there, he's really not there. I mean, what do you miss if you never had it at this point? I just you know feel for the guy, but. Um, you know, and then of course, you know, McLaurin still got to get out of the concussion protocol. Though he was limited, but he still has to pass out of that. And so you have all these things going on here, you know, that already keep you pretty shorthanded. And then you you throw in obviously the twenty one players in COVID, and you would think like, hopefully Jonathan Allen went on early enough this week where he'll be out of it by then. You know, you had you know Cornelius Lucas, kind of important. You're starting you know right tackle. Although Sam Cosme, I guess, was dressed today, although he did not. He was not a full participant. You had the two starting defensive ends who were actually your third and fourth ends anyway, who didn't play against Dallas, you know, on the COVID list, you know, since last weekend. You would like to think they would be off of it. My understanding from talking to people on Sunday was they were vaccinated guys, so you would think they would get off of it. Uh, Matt Ioannidis settled back on it. I believe Ioannidis had it last year as well. Um, you got, you know, guys, you know, Kalee Hudson's on the IR, David Mayo, who – you know, played some played some snaps on offense. Obviously, big special teams performer. Fuller, um, you know, Abke, Derek Forrest. I mean, and then you got practice squad guys like William Bradley King and Tamara Hemingway. So, I mean, it's, it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. And, um, you know, Philadelphia, they're coming off a bye. They don't appear to have had an outbreak as of the, at this point. And, you know, their game, the show must go on, it appears. I mean, that's kind of the message from the NFL, even with these new protocols. Unless that changes, of course, over the next 24 to 48 hours that, you know, they were going to kind of loosen the standards for, you know, vaccinated asymptomatic folks to say, okay, if you are not dealing with this, this means you're not contagious, then you could play. And of course, well, let's uh, let's be real here for a second. This is all like we're learning all this stuff in real time. It's not like there's years of history on this (laughs) on this virus. I mean, it's not 
like there's this long term history. We're just learning stuff new, and this is just happening in real time. This isn't you know something that we've had in our lives for you know decades that we we could you know rely on medical journals for and more studies. So it's uh, it's interesting for sure, and it's uh, it's a shame that uh, you know this was the year you decided to go to 17 games. <laughs> Because it really could use the extra buy. I mean, you should have got double buy weeks of anything this year. Uh, but again, they were trying to recuperate money, I guess, that was lost by the, you know, by the um, by the fans not being in the stands in most stadiums last year. I guess not all of them got the PPP loans. Um, so you know that here we are, and you know it's going to be ugly. I mean, the, the Browns to have to play to the third quarterback and on a Saturday uh, with you know in, in the playoff mix. Uh, it's a disaster. And I mean, for Washington, it's a disaster too, but nobody really seems to worry about what, what's going to hurt them. So I, I would say this thing is, um, you know, if they're going to move a game, they're talking about moving these Saturday games. So that's really, you know, like a Band-Aid situation on what you really need. So we'll see how it goes. Um, and, you know, hopefully by tomorrow, Washington will get some good news in the morning when they do all this testing. Maybe they can uh, have some guys being added back Good thing about the game being in Philly is, you know, it's not like they have to a long travel situation. You know, they can up and back it, hopefully, uh, without any too many issues. Um, you've seen that all these other things are going to go virtual and meetings, you know, no outside visitors on the road, these kind of things that probably could have been, um, you know, in place in, in some cases already before. But uh, I guess better late than ever, question mark. So we'll see. All right. Um, we're going to get to uh, some of this a little bit later on at 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Urban Meyer got fired overnight. That was wild, huh? Um, remember when Urban Meyer was in the was in the Washington football box uh, with Alex Smith and uh, everybody's so excited because he coached Terry McLaurin and, and Dwayne Haskins? God, could that have been a disaster. Whew. Anyway, uh, Joe Calvert's going to be with us from Jacksonville at 7. We'll find out from him. And Urban Meyer, in fact, tried to get fired. I mean, that's what a lot of people think, right? He was trying to get himself fired. The way he conducted himself, he didn't know anything. Uh, very unlike the, very unlike the dude that was at in college, you know, at, in, successful in college. Just seemed like he just didn't give a crap. After a certain amount of time, we'll try to find out when that went wrong. And then for you fantasy football players, look, I'm looking out for you, and I'm also being selfish. Is James Robinson going to play this weekend? Like, I really, like, really be playing this weekend. I know that Daryl Bevel, excuse me, hard for me to say, Daryl Bevel, the acting head coach, the interim, says that he will be the starting running back and it should be treated as such. Because Urban Meyer's treated him like a bum the last few weeks. Anyhow, we'll get to all that coming up as well. Uh, so far, knock on wood, the Wizards are supposed to tip off at uh, you know nine tonight in Phoenix. They were part of the uh, Sacramento Kings game the you know last night, and the Kings have now shut down the facility, so that's a little scary. But uh, for now, at least, the show must go on with them as well. So we'll get to uh, some of these things coming up as well. And our buddy uh, Joe Coward from Jacksonville at 7 on Win Urban Meyer totally decided to mail it in uh, as the head coach in Jacksonville. And, boy, what is left for him at this point? All right, uh, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Uh, what's left of the Washington football team on Sunday? I'll try to figure that out as I'm scratching out my uh, two deep. And is there a way to actually win if they don't get some serious people back against Philadelphia? We'll talk about that coming up. It is overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is overtime. Welcome back. Scott Jackson here with you until late tonight before we hand it over to Thursday Night Football Chiefs and the Chargers from L.A. Important big game uh, in that division and, of course, you'd play it on Thursday night. Why would you want your teams rested and at their best? <laughs> now stick it in Thursday night. You must be entertained. Do we have any stupid bowl games yet to watch? Or that starts tomorrow, actually. So uh, those, those will all be tomorrow. And, of course, uh, when I mean stupid bowl games, the ones that aren't the Myrtle Beach Bowl. All right. Uh, 800-636-1067. We uh, will uh, talk about the Urban Meyer demise. and w- What happened there? Did this guy really mail it in? Did he want to get fired? I mean, what is he having a personal midlife crisis? I mean, we saw the videos of him, um, you know, after the loss in Cincinnati to Cincinnati, you know, when he stuck back behind the team in Columbus. Uh, what, what the hell is going on with this guy? You know, why did it end so poorly before it really even got started in Jackson? I mean, he didn't even make it through the first season. I mean, just think about that for a minute. Couldn't even finish the first sick, first season. And the other thing, you know, if you're Shad Khan, I mean, I guess you're trying to figure out, do I have to pay this jackass the full five years? I mean, that's got to be the hardest part of it. But, you know, I know, I mean, you go say, well, these guys are rich. I mean, he shouldn't have to pay that guy. I mean, he, there was a lot of, like, fired for cause moments with Urban Meyer, including just being incompetent. I mean, here's a guy who was, you know, so, you know, so detail-oriented uh, in his college football days and, you know, would say stuff like, I don't know who that player is, or, you know, he'd talk about players that didn't play or couldn't answer quite. I mean, it was a complete debacle, but anyway, so at two and 11, he's out. So we'll, uh, we'll get to that from uh, Joe and what the reaction has been in Jacksonville. Was it like a mercy killing at this point? Or is it just like, Oh my God, this franchise is set back forever now. I mean, they got a lot of things going for him. So we'll talk about some of that stuff uh, coming up here in a bit. All right, so let me try to as best I can try to decipher this. Must need to feel like I need to take a uh, lawyer on. I probably should have done that today. Um, to understand what the NFL is actually saying here. So their chief medical officer 
Alan Sills says the league will not retroactively retroactively assess this week's positive test based on the new testing out protocol. So if you're on the COVID list, like the 21 guys in the football team, you're screwed. Uh, But results in coming days could allow players to go back, tweets out Tom Pellicero. Yes. Uh, The doctor emphasized on the call that they are not loosening standards. They're looking to detect whether someone has a substantial amount of the virus to infect others. Those who don't and have recovered themselves, uh, i.e. from the symptoms, uh, can now potentially return to the field sooner. Potentially. Um, I mean, because they don't want to be in a position where you have this many things going on. And the new protocols, no visitors on the road, I mean, which probably should have been something they were doing. Um, no public gatherings, no bars, no clubs. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, no gatherings of four plus. And they have this tier one, tier three stuff. will be subjected to following restrictions, you know, and they're all involved with that. Groups of three or more um, individuals regarding players prohibited from gathering outside of the club facility or team facility regardless of vaccination status. Um, you know, again, they're having more masks constantly now, again, and all these other uh, ideas are going on to try to, you know, get out of a situation where you're going to have a team with, you know, I don't know, what, 40% of the roster gone for a game, potentially. Maybe it won't be that. And look, some of the guys that are on the Washington list are, weren't going to play anywhere or injured. But, I mean, right now you're looking at potentially close to half your roster, though, in jeopardy not playing this weekend when you count the uh, few guys that are injured as well and the guys and you know trying to get off concussion protocol. So it is not ideal for an important game. Um, obviously, you know, the situation with Cleveland, pretty dire as well, uh, because, you know, they're in the battle of their lives to make sure they can make the playoffs um, this weekend. Now they're down to their third quarterback with Case Keenum now testing positive. Uh, you know, they come off that win over Baltimore, feeling pretty good about themselves. And then, you know, Mayfield goes in the list and then, you know, a bunch of other players. And then, bam, your, your second string quarterback who's pretty good. He's he's certainly better than most. And then you got the Raiders on, uh, you know, Saturday afternoon. And that's the other problem, this stupid Saturday game. Washington at one point was in the window to play Saturday, but they uh, chose not to flex them in there, thankfully, because that would have been even worse. So at least they now have sort of a break, question mark, after, <laughs> you know, having the Philly either way is in a great spot because they're coming off their bye week. I mean, Philly's in a, in a much better position no matter what was going on, even if Washington was at a full 100%. Um, now, the Browns did get back uh, David and Joku, their tight end, so at least they've got that going for him. But the question is, can he play quarterback? Hmm, that would be, that would be ideal. Because you kind of need one of those guys to play. So Nick Mullins is on the active roster now, former 49er. I mean, that's the scary thing about the Washington game, too, because Taylor Heineke is gimpy last week. I mean, he was seeing ghosts. I mean, he was not at his best. And Case Keenum actually, or excuse me, Case Keenum, Kyle Allen actually came in and did some good things up until that last play that I still think was a sack and not a fumble or a forward pass. But I don't think it was a fumble. It doesn't really matter what I think because they called it a fumble. But now... You go in there and you're really like, you know, Taylor, you got you to gotta fight through, baby, no matter what. I mean, you're, you're in. You're our guy, no matter what. Maybe that's good. I don't know. Maybe he needs that. Maybe he needs to be uh, that. I just hope he can move around to protect himself if he needs to. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll get to the Urban Meyer thing. Where did it fail? And thank goodness he didn't end up here in Washington. Remember Fred Smoot was screaming, Urban Meyer to D.C. <laughs> Just another thing Smoot's been wrong about. Uh, we'll get to that coming up with uh, Joe Cower coming up next. What 
is next for the Jags, and when did Urban Meyer decide he wanted to get fired? Talk to Joe straight ahead here on Overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 106.7 The Fan. I don't know if Shad Khan would have done it like that or not. Uh, welcome in overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 1067 The Fan. We're here at 8 before Thursday night football action. Joining us right now from Jacksonville, he is uh, one of the hosts on XL Primetime on 1010 XL and on 92.5 FM. Joe Coward, noon to three every day. Joe, good to have you on as always, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. You getting ready for Christmas? You got all those uh, all those uh, duties as dad to make sure everyone gets the, gets the great Christmas, right? Always, always, uh, absolutely. Actually, no. My wife does all that. You know that. Um, <laughs> so, plus they're older now, Joe. My kids are old, man. They don't get anything. All they do is, every day's Christmas for them. They suck the life out of me, as you know. I mean, they're just you know they're kind of, they're like homeless people. They're always panhandling. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that is true. One of mine just left, and I think he was holding everything that uh, we had bought for him. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. All right, let's get to that. Right, Urban Meyer, at what point did you know? Did you know in your heart, man, this is not going to happen. This is not going to work. This is this has got to end, and it probably needs to end sooner rather than later. I guess I kind of like bob and weave as far as this question goes, Scott, because uh, you know there were times when I thought, okay, he's going to get it, and they're going to turn the corner, and they need more pieces and, you know, all these types of uh-huh. things. But even before, you know, this latest bombshell came out with the allegations from Josh Lambeau, you know, I just couldn't help but look at it and simply say he doesn't look like he's the same guy that yes. I covered at Florida, that we all watched win national championships, two of them in Gainesville, one of them up at Ohio State. And, and, and honestly, I think most people would agree with this. He didn't operate with the same intensity level. He didn't operate with the same organizational level when 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 he was hired. I'm not going to deny it. I was pretty fired up for uh, the change that was coming for Jacksonville. They were going to finally kind of right the ship, get the franchise going in the right direction. I applauded Khan for reaching and being bold and all of that. But through all of this, one thing I absolutely learned is that you can win in college, and you are absolutely not guaranteed you're going to be able to take that winning uh, attitude, atmosphere, and, and, and capability uh, to the NFL. And I think you know as well as I do, dude, you can recruit your tail off. You can bring in five-star after five-star after five-star. you got a deep bench. If you win, you get rewarded by more good uh, recruits. In the NFL, it doesn't work that way. You win, you go to the back of the line. And I just think Urban severely underestimated what it would take to win, not only just like get the winning going, but have any sustainability of winning in the National Football League. He greatly underestimated what needed to be done. Do, uh, do you feel like, you know, some people say, look, he's trying to get fired with all these things he's doing. Did you feel like that was the case? I don't know, dude. We, we, we definitely worked the conspiracy theory. And Matt Hayes, <laughs> uh, who is a longtime college football writer, is yeah. on our show. And you know him from your days with all yeah. of us being together. I mean, Matt knows uh, Urban very, very well. <laughs> and he certainly played out that theory. You know, he's trying yeah. to get, get, you know, figuring out a way to get out the door. I don't know 
because this one kind of came out of the blue. This happened. This allegation from Josh Lambeau happened all the way back in the preseason. Uh, according to Lambeau, it was reported immediately to the to the Jaguars. I guess the one curious part of this is why didn't something happen out of that on the Jaguars side of things? Right. That's a whole other story. But you know, this was all very early in his run. They had just barely started playing games, uh, and so I don't think he was trying to figure out how to. You know, do one more thing to get to get run out of town. All right. So, when do you think Urban Meyer thought figured out that this isn't working? <laughs> uh, do you I'm think there was a I'm moment just, for him? You know, it's. I, I think you know. You know, he is a confident guy. That's right. number one. Uh, he thinks he can. Uh, every coach has a little bit of this in them. They think they can do everything that's necessary to win, and if it doesn't work out, they're going to look somewhere else and, and, and place the blame somewhere else. So I felt like he probably looked at this whole thing and said, you know what, I don't have enough good players. And I'm going to give you an example. James Robinson, who this has been a nice uh, battle back and forth between player and coach over the last couple right. of weeks. Uh, I use the word nice. It's been a little ridiculous, but you know what I'm saying. Sure that uh, James Robinson, going back three Sundays ago, fumbles the football, certainly took care of the, of the ball very, very well. He coughs it up. He sits down for 16 plays. No explanation as to why you sit him down that long. He's been the sturdiest and the most productive yeah. of, of offensive players. And when asked after that, this is going back now three Sundays, Urban says you have to ask Bev and Bernie, referring to his offensive coordinator yeah. as running backs coach. And at that point, I'm like, dude, come on. He's your best player. Get him out there. And so then the following week, the same thing happens, and we all know how this drama unfolded. But I swear to you, Scott, the fact that he looked at James Robinson as an Illinois State running back that went undrafted, I think he reverted back to his college days and goes, if I didn't recruit that guy in the Big Ten, he's probably not good enough to be my running back. And those types of things, I think, were huge hurdles for him. Hard-headed and probably not, in a lot of ways, probably clueless as to what it takes to, to, to have talent in the National Football League. James Robinson was a talented running back, very capable in the National Football League. Joe Cowart's with his host on uh... – 1010 WXL in uh, Jacksonville running to 5 FM as well from noon to 3. Um, I, I, look, I, I'll tell you what, man. When I watched Jacksonville, they lost the game, but I thought that actually they had some good, good things coming out of that loss against Cincinnati on that Thursday night. And then, of course, the whole crap with Urban at the bar happens after that a few days later. And, man, I mean, I, it's so weird how quickly my emotions swung about that franchise. Because <laughs> I just felt like, you know, at that point, if you're one of these guys who's like, hey, you got to, you know, do the right thing. You're Mr., you know, you know you're Mr., you know, you know, disciplinarian and all this stuff. You know, don't embarrass the franchise. And then this is what you do. I'm thinking, this guy's head is not in the right place. I mean, it's, it's, these guys lost it. Yeah, I think you can you can easily make that argument, and you know I don't want to go too deep on you know the psychological profile here, but I yeah. think you and I would both agree that behavior, and you couple that with a lot of other things that you see, and let me just hit them real quick. Sure, you uh, you're in a press conference, you me, you know any other media member covering a football team, you're looking ahead to the next opponent 
questions were very simple that were asked to Urban. What do you think about the, the running game in, in Houston? And he mentioned Joe Mixon. Well, wait a minute. Joe Mixon plays for the Bengals. What do you, and then there were several other examples as we went along through the year, just stuff that you would not expect him to say on a Wednesday. Uh, what do you think about you know X uh, team that's coming up? Well, we haven't really gotten into that yet. You can't say that. Uh, and we have Dave Campo on our show, former Dallas Cowboy head coach, and, and you know, he knows as well as anybody, if you're, if you're coming up short in a press conference, that's the last place that you should show any weakness. You should own the press yeah. conference, and he was not. And just the details were just slipping by him, and the, that's just not something we saw in his college days. So I don't believe he's the same type of guy right now. That's interesting. Uh, you know, and, and I was the other, the other thing. You know, you look at here, and, and yeah, they're two and eleven now. The season seems to be you know a wasted season of sorts. But there's still all that cap space. There's still yeah. a quarterback who was the consensus number one in the draft. Uh, you know, you got some pieces there. I mean, you would think if they want to. Now, I don't know what they're going to want to do because of the money. You know, how much of the money is Shad Khan going to have to pay to Urban Meyer? And everybody says, well, this guy's got endless money and all that stuff. But it's easy for us to say it's not our money. Um, will they go out and be ultra-aggressive looking for a coach? Or do you, do you think they're going to try to maybe find somebody in this staff to kind of, you know, piece together, uh, you know, rolling this thing back out again to save some money? I don't think he's going to go the cheap route this time. I don't think he's going to look inside the building for the next guy. I think uh, it's fair to say Shad Khan has been embarrassed by this latest decision, which was a complete fail. We know that. And then you add to that all the other misses that he's had. You look at his record, this team, under Shad Khan's ownership, and it just went past a decade. He had a celebration this past week of owning the team for a decade. And he has... This football team has won less than one out of every four games. They're operating right at about a 24% clip. That's horrible. And yeah. so I think he knows that he's put faith, blind faith, in, in, in others to do their job. They haven't done it well. He's had to eat it. I think in years past, he was willing to pay money to see guys stick around and not have to pay them to leave, see Doug Marone, see Dave Caldwell, the general manager. And in this case, I don't know what the ultimate number is going to be that he's going to have to settle on to pay Herb, but I think he's going to make sure that he gets it right. doesn't mean that he's going to go and hit a home run with a big recognizable name, but I think he's going to make sure that he talks to everybody to find a guy that can lead this team out of this abyss. And that means NFL experience. Uh, Tony Dunch even had a, tw a tweet on this today that he thinks it's still a plum job because of what you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence is still a prized player. There's a lot of money to spend. Uh, and you, you still have to convince other people that this is a good situation. That's not going to be easy for anybody. But uh, who knows who they'll find, man. I mean, take a look at what Ron Rivera did up there. He immediately turned things around. He's struggling right now. But, you know, that type of guy could come in with pedigree and do a good job. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about this too. And as ugly as things have gotten for, you know, as ugly as things were for Urban Meyer, those early, as you know, that first season with Tom Coughlin, really season and a half. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a different era, might not have uh, he might not have been able to work his way out of it, you know. And not not that yeah. Tom was ever unprepared, because Tom was always prepared. But some of the stuff he did that not did not go over well. 
uh, you know, and some of the Taskmaster stuff. And, of course, this is prior to Twitter, <laughs> you oh know, and, and social media. But, I mean, just think about it now. I mean, Tom, I don't know if he would have been able to work his way through that. You know what I mean? I think there would have been yeah. such a storm. But, you know, back then, you know, Jacksonville was just happy to have a team. It was a quiet little market, you know, and there wasn't, like, all this attention on it. And there was some really ugly stuff, as you know, that went on down there. But he was able to, you know, it, you know he did change some. And, and and obviously the guys bought in. But, man, it wasn't pretty for the first year and a half there. No, they they did not like him at all. And the social media uh, part that you're describing, oh, my gosh, if that would have been around. He never – I don't think he would have made it. Now, we know the guys that were bounced after year one. They're, you know, they're just a handful of them. And you can go to Detroit and Miami and Arizona you know, where all these – coaches were one and done and this one's still in my estimation a little different because of the off the field things or maybe the allegation of player abuse i mean this is totally different from just being a lousy cam cameron you know one in 15 football team like he had down in miami the other thing is you go back to tom coughlin and leon searcy's on our show too and he came here came to jacksonville in 96 yeah. And and he came from Pittsburgh. They had just come yep. from the Super Bowl. And and they used to have – Natron Means was part of the team. And they had this thing called Club Nate where they would go and basically sit in his condo, maybe smoke cigars and have some either cold beers or a little brown water just to get over Tom Coughlin. <laughs> and, and and they they kind of banded together and, and put up with it. But, yeah, you're right, man. In today's world, they wouldn't have – they just wouldn't have tolerated it. And so there was a lot of good that TC did. Players give him credit now. They didn't necessarily want to give him credit then. But in today's world, it's a totally different dynamic with these players, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. The only thing I can kind of relate it to in terms of the head coaches that, you know, and this guy was from the college ranks, is the Bobby Petrino stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did that weird thing where he left a handwritten letter when he quit on everybody. Classy. <laughs> Classy, Bobby. On everybody's chair. Urban didn't even get a chance to do a handwritten letter. Um, Joe, okay, this is the most important question, really the one that most people want to know. They have you on here, Jacksonville guy. You mentioned him earlier, but can we trust James Robinson in our fantasy lineups this week under with Darren Bevel in charge now? Darren Bevel in charge. Well, you know, I, 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 I <laughs> scream from the mountaintops on our show today. I'm like, hey, Bev, right. just, just do me a favor, dude. How about making sure he hits the 20 20- tote mark on Sunday if nothing else and it just blows my mind that they did not ever get this guy to a 20 run threshold and so I'm going to say yes to J-Rob being reinvigorated but and and I don't you know I'm I'm sure you pay attention to lines some of your listeners probably do as well this is hard to believe they were a three and a half point pick it's jumped to five points since Herb was removed that's crazy It, it helps you losing your head coach (laughs) <laughs> I just make sense of that. And I still don't necessarily like them to win this game. Right. Uh, but, but Vegas probably is telling you something right there. Yeah, no doubt. When the other team's not trying to win, too, that always helps as well. Right. You know, when, they're, yeah, when they're going out of their way to lose. Exactly. Right. Both of these That's, teams are. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Joe, great having you on, man. Appreciate it. And, uh, well, at least got, you got you guys a few things to talk about here for the next few months. No question. All right, man. Merry Christmas to you and the family. You too. You too. Thank you. Joe Cowart with us uh, here. Of course, uh, 1010 XL in Jacksonville, noon to 3, Monday through Friday. Good enough to give us some time. So, all right, Washington and Philly, we were talking about injuries earlier, or injuries, talking about COVID list and some injuries, 21 players in the COVID list, plus you have the injuries. Uh, you know, what is it going to look like against the Eagles? I did see today that Jalen Hurts has got an ankle issue once again. 
I don't know if that's good or bad. Gardner Minshew looked pretty damn good against the Jets a few weeks ago. We'll talk a little bit more about the game coming up, uh, thoughts on it. And, and look, the show must go on. It's the NFL. They're not going to catch cut Washington to any breaks. They're going to play as scheduled, it looks like, no matter what the COVID numbers uh, end up being. So we'll get to that straight ahead. Also a little thought on or two on the Chiefs and the Chargers before we hand it over to the coverage starting at 8 o'clock here on 106.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Overtime here, 106.7 The Fan. Short one tonight as we uh, step aside at 8 for Chiefs at the Chargers. I saw Chris Jones did not get out of the protocol for the Chiefs, so they will be without one of their best pass rushers. Well, actually, not one of the, their best pass rusher. Hello. Uh, tonight, also just saw that uh, Von Miller is among the Rams to be placed on the COVID reserve list. So, uh, yeah, there you go. And, of course, um, we have uh, Thursday Night Football tonight with the other L.A. team, the Chargers, uh, this evening. So you've got, um, again, no Chris Jones tonight. The Chiefs' defense has actually been really, really good over the last few weeks. That's been the big thing. Finally, the offense got their act together this past week. Uh, Pat Mahomes and crew, they had been uh, struggling uh, for a few weeks, but their defense has been playing really well. But they continued uh, – you know, to really get better as the year goes on. So we'll see um, how they do tonight against, you know, Justin Herbert's coming off a great game. Uh, last week, you know, the Chargers, you know, as you would expect, uh, won, you know, easily against the Giants. However, on Sunday, um, you know, this is a whole different ball game tonight against a really good division rival kind of game, uh, you know. And I don't think there's much of a home field advantage for LA, frankly. I mean, it's better that it's there than, you know, versus them going into Arrowhead. But, you know, it's not like there's some huge home field issue there for them. Uh, that that place is always going to be a tourist destination, no matter who the team is uh, hosting teams. So, anyway, I think tonight that's a that's a pretty big blow for the Chiefs still on their defense. Uh, this game could be shootout worthy, you would think, uh, with a short week. Uh, for both of the squads, but again, I, I just, I mean, I, I don't know how you look yourself like in the mirror and, and think it's like you've done two of the better teams in your conference, you know, in, in the AFC, any favors by sticking them on a short week. I mean, it's just ridiculous this late in the year, you know, to say, Hey, yeah, here we go. You know, most important game of this, you know, of the season, perhaps in the division, let's put it on a Thursday night. Let's, let's give you no time to get ready. Really? I mean, a good thing in our division games, I suppose. That's the other thing that kind of sucks about all these backloaded division games is right now you could make the case, you know, if you blow off a week, but you really can't because it's division games and would un- imbalance the schedules um, if you did that. So this is, you know, again, you put money before anything else, as the NFL always does. You, you didn't you have any backup plan here for anything, and now you're changing COVID protocols uh, <laughs> at the last hour, you know. And so I'm reading this stuff that, that, by the way, will not go into effect until apparently next week. So if you're vaccinated, you can get a PCR te- two PCR tests that are either negative or produce a CT value of 35 or greater. One PCR test that is either negative or produces a CT value of 35 or greater. And a negative MESA test taken 24 hours after the PCR test. MESA tests usually return results in less than an hour. Or you can get two negative MESA tests. Or you could just go buy an illegal test, you know, maybe like Antonio Brown. I, I don't know. Oh, no, it was an illegal card. Sorry. Different. Anyhow. So, yeah. But all these things that are, you know, being thrown out there, this isn't going to help our team. 
This ain't going to help the team in town by this at this point of the game. It's a little late for that. We're going to have to go on the old protocols and apparently hope to test out and have enough against the Eagles on Sunday. Uh, whoever plays, and I do, I really mean that, whoever plays, because I have no idea how many people are going to actually be on the field because I was looking at the too deep earlier and I started going through the COVID scratches. I don't know who will play defensive line. <laughs> I really don't. I guess Rutimi. Rutimi, the ODU guy. Shaka uh, Tony. Payne's safe, right? Deron Payne's okay, right? He's not on the list, I don't think. I don't have him on my list. Yeah, Payne's good. Payne's good. Payne's good. So, okay, you got you play 3-4. Payne in the nose. Rutimi and Tony as your, you know, other down linemen. You might be a little light there. Of course, you don't have enough linebackers. Hell, you didn't have enough linebackers even when you had linebackers. Well, uh, well they got something for that. Uh, I got a text telling me to... Uh... Dust off my cleat. So I'll, I'll oh, be is that right, Linnell? I'll, I'll oh. be ready in case of well, emergency. We do, have, we do have Nate Orchard back, and I'm not. I'm not making a joke about it. Nate Orchard. You might remember beasted out in some games uh, a couple seasons ago when he got the opportunity to play. So I'm actually excited about Nate Orchard coming back. But this game against the Eagles, if you can stop the Eagles from running the ball because they just want to jam it down your throat, um, and that's a big if because you don't have a lot of players. And you make it a, hey, Joe, it hurts. We're going to make you throw the ball kind of game. I think I like Washington's chances. Um, you know, they did. As bad as things looked last week, the defense did not play bad. The offense sucked. The offense gave up two touchdowns. Well, they literally gave up one touchdown. They gave the defense short field after the offense. You know, they, they put Dallas's offense in a short field after the defense had gotten the interception, of course. So they had, you know, they just did enough damaging things. Um, offensively to put their defense in bad spots. And all that being said, the defense was not bad. And they took the ball away. They scored points. You know, I mean, they they scored as, you know, they scored a touchdown for you as well. I mean, I thought the defense with, you know, again, limited guys out there, you didn't, you know, even Jonathan Allen gets back on the field this week. He's not going to be playing as much as he's playing early in the season. We've seen the last two weeks, his, his snaps have been limited. But I thought the defense played good enough for you. I mean, everybody's like, oh, they got this crappy slow start. Well, the defense had an interception on the freaking second drive. They gave up a field goal in the first drive. Stupid offense kept just, you know, throwing up all over itself. I mean, so, you know, enough of the defense didn't. Defense was fine. Your offense stunk. I mean, that just killed you. Absolutely killed you. I mean, and, you know, they didn't protect Heineke. And then when he was protected, he was jumping. He thrown into four guys. That was by far his worst game, you know, of the season. I mean, he's he's got to be much better because look, you got no other options if Kyle Allen doesn't test out. I mean, it's going to be him and nobody else, and it doesn't look like McKissick's looking like a go. If he missed practice again today, I don't feel good about that. I mean, Gibson, 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 and you know, protect the football. Uh, he was not good last week either. Again, the O line wasn't great. McLaurin, you know, he's still got to get out of protocol. Sims is on the COVID list, which sucks because you know finally getting the you know gets Cam Sims in the game campaign rolling again. I thought, and then bam. So I don't know. I mean, how do you move the ball in this game if you don't if you can't uh, if you can't run it? I mean, this the receiving core is going to be if you don't get McLaurin back. You know, DeAndre Carter and Danami Brown are your top receivers, and obviously Humphreys, you know, who's actually been really good over these last few weeks, but. You know, we could we could see uh, some Dax Milne activity. I don't know. I mean, what, what else are you going to do? Antonio Gandy Golden. Yeah, AGG could actually be getting get a uniform this week. He's been inactive forever. 
I don't know. I mean, Jonathan Williams hadn't you know played in a game in like forever, and he scored a touchdown last week in his first one, like a two years. I guess Smallwood might play in the revenge game against the Eagles. You know, Smallwood was too. Here's the thing: Smallwood didn't play last week because they said he was too sore from playing the week before. How crazy is that? Really? Yeah, wow. he was too sore from the Raiders game. Yeah, he was like general soreness, like one of those old people things. He's not that old, but anyway. So I don't know. I, I'm fascinated to see what they do. This week, I mean, Sadiq Charles has got to play one of the tackle positions. Do your rosaries for Taro Heineke if you believe in that kind of stuff. All right, (laughs) coming up, coming up, we'll talk uh, a little bit more about uh, the Chiefs Chargers before we get out of here. I got to talk about Pat Mahomes' brother. I've been sitting on this all day. I'm watching this like a lot of people are on Twitter, and we already hate this guy from what he did with the Sean Taylor weekend when the Chiefs were here, and now somebody in Kansas City has done something we all like to have done to Pat Mahomes' brother. No, he no, didn't beat him up. He hurt him with his words. It's different. Uh, we'll get to that coming up. 800-636-1067. Scott Jackson with you here. It's Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Overtime. Scott Jackson here through 106.7 The Fan. We've uh, got Thursday Night Football coming up. Chiefs, Chargers at uh, 8 o'clock. Most people are aware of Patrick Mahomes. has a brother named Jackson. By the way, when did Jackson become such a prevalent first name? I really hate it because I uh, go places and they ask for your name and they go, oh, Jackson. And they like think it's my first name. And I'm like, no, it's my last name. And they always screw it up. They like sometimes call me Jackson Scott because Scott, it could also be a last name. And it's very, very annoying. Um, you know, it's a cool name. I mean, I get it. Jackson sounds awesome. But, you know, it wasn't really meant to be a first name. Um, but anyway, so it's kind of annoying that it's done all the time so much. So Jackson Mahomes, uh, the brother of Pat Mahomes, who, who he's the guy who pissed everybody off when he was here in Washington when he uh, was at FedEx Field and was doing this whatever he does on, uh, is it Instagram? Uh, is it TikTok? I'm not he's a, sure. He's a big TikTok guy. I, is he a TikTok guy? And he's on the gram as well, apparently. So thank you, Linnell. You, you young people got to keep me straight. Um, so anyway, he's doing this stuff, and, and it really made people mad because it was this, you know, Thing was painted on the field for Sean Taylor, and he's like dancing on it. Um, so he he was at this bar in Kansas City called So Tea Cocktail Bar, and I guess it's a smaller place in terms of where the seating was. He had a big group with him. He was mad because they wouldn't like give him the VIP treatment. <laughs> you know, sorry, you're not Pat Mahomes. I got news for you. <laughs> Just because you know you're the same DNA, bro, uh, it, it doesn't mean you get the same treatment. You're not the MVP of the league. You didn't win a Super Bowl there. You're just his brother who's on social media. So anyway, he blasted the bar on the internets. And so I thought, I saw the response from Soti. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was great. It was not apology worthy, but of course it's 2021 and damn it, you got to be sorry when you're not sorry. So anyway, they've since apologized, but let's find more importantly what they said initially because that was so great. It was it was just perfect, and they basically crushed him um, for the fact that uh, they didn't you know kiss his ass. And we said sorry we couldn't start your large group because as you saw the bar was very smart. We're sorry that you have. You have the reach that you do, or at least you think you do, and that instead of using something in a positive manner, you decided to try to crush a small business. We survived the global pandemic. We'll survive your ego. (laughs) That's like the shorter version of it. So anyway, today, for whatever reason, anyway, 
The bar also in the post went on to allude to his scandals involving himself, which ranged from dumping water on the Ravens fan during TikTok and, and then dancing on the memorial for Sean Taylor. Later in a Facebook post, Soti apologized for going too far with their initial response to Jackson Mahomes. Oh, boy. The suggestion released an apology that was anything but authentic. The team at SOTI is committed to providing every guest that walks through our doors the best experience possible by treating them with respect and humility. Yesterday, we failed to meet those expectations. No, you were just, you were just defending your business. Stop it. Just stop it right there. Stop. There's nothing to apologize for. Nothing to apologize for. Post went on to say, social media can be used in different ways. And yesterday, our team used it to personally attack and question the character of someone we do not know personally. Out of all the ways the situation could have been handled, we did it in the wrong way. Look, this guy's put himself self out as a social media celebrity, so he's no he's no different than anybody else. Like these, you know, the people that want to be famous. I mean, he's a want to be famous person, and I guess in a way he is very famous. So you know, part of that is you're gonna have to put up with some crap, you know, some backlash if you do something. So they don't need to apologize to him. Now, I don't know somebody in the restaurant, obviously, in the ownership felt they did, so they did. But give me a break. I mean, again, you know, the thing he did with the Sean Teller thing was sneaky disrespectful at the time. People here went crazy. Man, I don't think this dude could ever show up. I mean, I, I guarantee you they're not going to move people out of a bar for him in the in the D.C. area. Tell you that right now. I mean, this guy. I mean, come on. What are you apologizing for? Wasn't his brother you offended? I mean, wasn't the MVP? Wasn't the Super Bowl champ? His brother just happens to be some social media guy. It's like Dog and Britney Spears' sister or something. Who cares? I mean, it doesn't matter. Anyway, not apology worthy. It was actually very funny, very entertaining. Uh, Wizards played the uh, Kings last night, as you know. Alex Len, the Terp, he a Terp, has entered COVID protocols. They shut down their facility today, too. Also seeing there's six Rams, including Von Miller now in the COVID. Jeez. Not good. And again, 21 on the football team as of the day. I guess the Rams actually are ahead of Washington. They've got 25 total now with the six. Um, Browns have 20. So they're one back, and they play Saturday. Bears 12. Texans 8. Dolphins 6. Vikings 6. So there you go. Just adding up some big numbers. Wes Sunsell Jr. just on the Zoom call with the Wizards media said um, about the COVID situation. He says, we just have a job to do at some point. The concern not only for our personal safety, but for our loved ones, you could be bringing back something to your house. Yeah. Robert Bear kind of alluded to that maybe. Good old Vegas was the culprit for the Washington Omicron issues. Might have a point. Who knows? I, I don't mean... Could possibly happen. VCU last year, when they got kicked out of the NCAA tournament, they're pretty sure it was the hotel in Dayton where the issues arise from that they had to go to to play in the, quote, bubble that wasn't bubbled by the Atlantic 10 for the championship game against St. Bonaventure. So, yeah, I mean, travel, public places, all that stuff, yeah. Takes away risk if you don't do it. So I could I could see those theories for sure. All right, Chargers, Chiefs coming at the top there. Some final thoughts on the WFTs before game day on Sunday. From me, coming up next year at overtime, plus uh, a little bit on the Chiefs-Chargers tonight and what the numbers looking like next year on 106.7 The Fan. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Our time here on 106.7 The Fan. Scott Jackson with you. We're here until, well, in about eight minutes, and then we got... Thursday night football coming up, Chargers and Chiefs, game two of uh, the season for those squads. Unlike the stupid NFC East, um, they're not playing each other for the first time this weekend like Washington and Philadelphia. Uh, no, they're not They're not making them do that. They actually played way early in the season. They actually played in the first month of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, the first month of the season, the Chargers was their third game for the Chiefs and Chargers. Chargers won the game 30-24 uh, to 24 at Kansas City. Of course, tonight in Los Angeles. Chiefs have a game lead in the division right now. Um, game up nine and four. Chargers eight and five. LA is a three-point dog at home, and the Chiefs are without Chris Jones, who has been um, terrific lately uh, for them. He's their leading sacker, um, so that's significant. Not the end of the world, however. Pat Mahomes looked like um, Pat Mahomes last week after not looking like Pat Mahomes for several weeks. So that was uh, encouraging as well uh, for KC fans. Now, granted, you could say, you know, they played the Raiders or what have you. Um, the Raiders made the stupid decision to jump on the logo before the game. I don't know what they were trying to do. And then they went out and, and obviously got embarrassed, you know, by the Chiefs 48 to 9. <laughs> yeah, 48 to 9. That's not good. But believe it or not, Pat Mahomes before last week, since the previous Las Vegas game, which was in the middle of November where he threw five touchdowns and 406 yards, had gone two weeks without throwing a touchdown pass. How do you like that? Yeah, 184 yards against the Broncos. And granted, they won these games. I mean, their defense is, like you said, their defense held the Cowboys, the Broncos, and then the Raiders now. Three straight weeks have held the opponents to nine points each. Love the way their defense is playing, but I don't love the fact that Chris Jones isn't playing. Um, that bothers me. However, I would pro- I would lean Chiefs tonight for whatever that's worth, and please don't, you know, if you're so bad at gambling that you're taking my advice, God help you, you shouldn't be gambling. I know we're not supposed to say that in front of open microphones anymore, but anyway, it's true. I mean, if you seriously, I mean, if you don't have a feeling for yourself, you know, stay out of it for whatever it's worth, which is nothing. I like the Chiefs tonight. And it is worth nothing. So that's the way I look at it. Uh, L.A. is still dangerous as hell, um, no question. They got Keenan Allen back. 
Eckler will play. He's a little hobbled, but he's been hobbled like all year, it feels like. I mean, he's, that's, well, it's his whole career. Uh, Austin Eckler's been a bit hobbled um, for whatever reason. So, I don't know. I just feel like the Chiefs come up in these big spots. Mahomes, Andy Reid, like it. Going Chiefs tonight. And again, the defense, Spagnuolo, has been really good. I mean, their defense has been top-notch over these last few weeks. The Dallas game, as crappy as their offense was um, in that game, and Dallas was injured and all that stuff, and that was a game where uh, CeeDee Lamb went out with the injury. Defense flat-out carried them. I mean, they were just disruptive as hell. So, good for them. I um, I think they keep it rolling. I would, I would go Chiefs tonight, again, for whatever that's worth. Rams are now atop your leaderboard of the COVID list. Congratulations. 25 players on the uh, injured COVID reserve. Or the reserve COVID. It's not injured. Uh, Browns, by the way, um, Washington are um, 21 players each. So I guess the Browns added one more as well tonight. Oh, I know what we're looking for tonight. There's going to be apparently uh, John Orand, who is a local guy. who's a big Wizards fan. Uh, he is uh, tweeting out earlier tonight, or just a few minutes ago. It's not earlier. Well, I mean, it is earlier, but it was you know literally two minutes ago that the first USFL promo. Yeah, because the USFL is coming back. Did you know that? Yeah, not that I don't. I don't think like Herschel Walker and the New, New Jersey Generals or the Philadelphia Stars, the Washington Federals are going to be part of it. But the USFL is coming back. They're going to be a promo running in the first quarter of tonight's Chiefs Chargers game. Interesting. I mean, I think the league will probably flail like all the other ones did, you know, like part two of the XFL and what was the other one, the AAF or the AAA something? It wasn't the AFL, it was the AAF maybe or something. I don't know. All these leagues, they just tend, that was the one that stopped because they didn't have payroll. That was when Steve Spurrier was in. They literally couldn't pay people. And then the XFL had the same stuff as well. You know, it's, it's pretty weird um, how bad these offshoot leagues are. I mean, the USFL originally had a chance. I mean, they actually had a lot of money in it. Some guy named Trump was involved in it. You might remember him. Um, you know, and there were some others that had some money. They, they actually, they had a chance. They had players. They had, I mean, that's a problem. It's not the players. You, you got to have the best players. And if you don't, people are snobby and they don't want to watch it. They really don't. Maybe you got to lower your expectations too, you know. I, mean, I still think a feeder league of sorts, like, you know, that's still got to be an idea at some point. But now, you know, with nil, yeah, college players, they're going to, they don't, you know, make money in college, man. It's great. You don't need all that stuff, you know. Before when people were like, well, um, you know, for, for the guys that, uh, you know, want to get out and make some money early. No, you don't have to. <laughs> you, you really don't have to. You can just, uh, you can stay in college and do it. I like about all these whiny, bitchy head coaches at big schools, Dabo Sweeney, um, complaining about COVID, or excuse me, complaining about um, the nil deals. Like, yeah, now that the lights are on and everybody can do it and we can all see it, as opposed to the big boys doing the stuff they used to do in the big schools and the big money schools. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's kind of making it harder. Sorry. You have to go earn that outrageous contract you have. You have to coach every once in a while like some of these other dudes have been doing for years. Don't feel sorry for any of these guys. Way too much whining. College coaches. Way too much whining. Yeah. Wake up, you know. This is 
times are changing. You you know you're gonna give some of your money back? Probably not. So were you were you offering it up? No, you weren't. You were okay when when you you and your staff are getting fat and rich, but now it's like oh the guys are actually the product are getting a little bit of something. It's a big problem. Give me a break. Is there gonna be maybe some guys who don't live up to it? Of course, it's just no different than. Then the coaches who get paid, they don't live up to it. Or the professionals that get paid, they don't live up to it. It happens all the time. Yes, there's Spencer Rattlers in the world. Yeah, it's going to happen. Doesn't mean you got to stop doing it. Maybe the people that make the nil contracts of these guys should have it performance-based. You know? Maybe they have to start doing a better job scouting out who they're signing up with. Maybe that'll take place. Anyway. My other favorite coach that doesn't know what the what year it is statement this week was Mike Leach whining about guys not wanting to play in bowl games want to leave their team early <laughs> you mean like the dude at Notre Dame <laughs> or the guy at Oklahoma I mean is that what you're talking about coach <laughs> the head coaches that left programs early but that was that that didn't bother you but the kids that are skipping out on the you know the Sun Bowl or whatever the hell Doritos freaking Fiesta Bowl or whatever the hell it is I mean, come on Really? So your big takeaway is I'm pissed that kids are skipping meaningless bowl games, but there's coaches bolting early from recruiting classes and universities. Okay, cool. All right. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Thursday night football straight ahead. I'll talk with you guys Sunday after the game. Rick Doc Walker is going to be with me on the Team 980 and the Washington Football Radio Network again this week. Looking forward to that. Uh, thanks to Linnell Willingham. Thanks to my buddy Joe Card from Jacksonville. Scott Jackson saying so long here on Overtime. Until next time, I think I'll be with you Monday, I've been told. Right here on 106.7 The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.